Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Wow. That's... Wow, what do we even say? Yeah, I don't what know do, what to say. What do we do? What, what, what do we? What do we do? What are we Lots talking about? Words. That's oh, what's going God. on. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the PHNX Rising uh, Show World Cup Edition, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. I'm Ramon Chavez, joined by Max Simpson. Hello. I, I like a, you're all. Good. This is one of my favorite U.S. shirts. I just it's, want to say it's that. my favorite kit. It's yeah. my. There's one or two others. Um, like I, I like the Waldo one, even though it's weirdly hideous. And there's a couple <laughs> others, but um, yeah, this one from 2014, mm-hmm. the one in Brazil, is, yeah. is my favorite kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks good, but yeah. you know who didn't look good in the second half? I mean, <sighs> the U.S. of A. That was hor- a horrendous oh. second half. Uh, the U.S. and Wales split points. Over there in Qatar in the first game of their group stage matches. Uh, look, you know, I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This feels like a loss. You know, me, you know, I'm, I'm supporting the U.S. Even though I'm a diehard Mexico fan. The U.S., obviously, where I live, where I grew up. So I want them to do well. And this new generation of players gives me some hope, you know, that they can make some noise. And I know a lot of people say, well, 2026, they're going to be older. They're going to be more experienced. But the time is now, man. You don't know if you're going to get back to, to the World Cup. I mean, they know they're going to host it. But... These are opportunities that the players got to realize that they got to take advantage of. And when you have a display like they did in the second half, it just makes you a little queasy for the rest of the of the matches that they're going to have. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I was seeing on the screen during the start that it said draw with a scoreline. It was more like we drew like an Uno reverse card or something like that, because <laughs> literally what happened was we played USA. I can't say we because Owen uh, has different feelings and we'll, we'll, t- <laughs> we'll touch on him later. But, you know, USA played a beautiful first half. They were the dominant team. It was exactly kind of how we all predicted is they're going to want more of the ball. They're going to let it play out, dominate possession. And they put, they put it on the ball. Oh yeah. Good. Great. Owen's already in the chat. That's fantastic. Okay. Um, (laughs) No, but you know, it it played out kind of how we thought it would. It was, you know, put one on the board, one nil going into halftime. And you're thinking, okay, go in the second half, keep the pedal and the foot on the gas mm-hmm. and close this match out. But that exactly what happened in the second half was how the game was in the first half, but only reverse. Wales was the one who dominated the ball, was pressing the U.S., was getting after it. U.S. had some spells of possession here and there, but I we lack and we always have of we have an issue breaking teams down. And we broke Wales down. We scored in the first half, but we didn't sustain that pressure. And to me, when you're in that position at the World Cup, you can't play so passive. And when you have guys mm-hmm. like a Gareth Bale on your team, we see what he did in MLS Cup. I mean, you kind of are asking for it when you let a team hang around and you don't really go for the throat, uh, so to speak. And yeah. that's what happened. And Gareth Bale does Gareth Bale things, man. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny how, like, the one guy that you, hey, this is the guy you cannot let get involved in the game whatsoever. He's the one yeah. that earns it. He yeah. got two yellows. He could have made it actually 2-1 towards the end of the game. Yeah. Which, when I saw Kellen Acosta, you know, lose that ball and having to foul. <sighs> yeah. Um, and then you see Turner coming out of his goal. 
my heart dropped for a second because I knew he wasn't going to get back in time. Gareth Bale had the, the, the ball at his feet, and we know what he could do. I mean, someone said who at our table, that was the best professional fellow of a foul of a yellow card I've ever seen. And like, yeah, Kellen Acosta hats off. Like, good on you. He saved the tournament. If it was a red and he's gone for the next game, I don't care because yeah. we all saw what was happening. It falls yeah. to Gareth Bale. Matt Turner's in no man's land. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, yeah, it could have been much worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he scores that, not only is it a highlight reel, I think the U.S. are out of the tournament at that oh, point yeah. oh. because they have to beat England and then have to put five or six goals past uh, Iran to even have a chance. So, Kellen Acosta, you know, in my point of view, if you're going to look at the USA, there, it's he's the MVP because he saved that that match from you know just being horrendous uh, even more than it was. So, uh, shout out to Owen uh, checking in from uh, Qatar. Uh, he's, he's right here. Yeah, let us know what yeah, you yeah. feel. He, he's saying Zimmerman, man of the match, best tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can. I uh, wonder why he says best tackle of the match. No, I, I I texted in our group chat and I said. Owen, I hope you have a fan, fun time today up mm-hmm. until noon Arizona time, 10 p.m. Qatar, Qatar time. And then I hope you have just a horrible rest of the day. <laughs> um, and to his point, going into this, we both said we, of course, want to win. But realistically, if both teams draw, it's honestly OK from each perspective. That's what we said on last week's show. And if I zoom out. Take the emotion out of what just happened. I'm still feeling that way. We ended with a draw in a group where Iran is decimated. They're, I'm not, they're, they still have to play games. Again. I mean, they're against England. I kind of figured they were going to get blown out in some capacity. But realistically, that second spot is f- most likely coming down to us and Wales. Mm-hmm. Um it really could go either way. I mean, it's it, we'll get into it a bit later of how this group's going to shake out. You know, the fact that Wales gets to play England on the last match where they might have it wrapped up, depending on how things go, uh, doesn't bode well for the U.S. But again, it really is anyone's game. Tournament's not over by any means, but you, you're definitely licking your wounds after a draw that very much feels like a loss. Like, yeah. I, I don't know, like, uh, that we can talk about the goal, but... Like you feel the entire range of emotions in a match <laughs> like this. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you can hear, uh, but I'm, yeah, my voice is a little gone. Uh, I mean, yeah, you, you feel everything that just happened, and it's, it's the roller coaster. It's why we love this sport. Yeah. Um, and just trying to piece it all together, man. We'll, we'll do the best we can. So like, yeah, yeah. You, you need to relax a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We need some emojis <laughs> or something like that, but. Let's talk about the first half for a little bit, uh, Max, because like like we said earlier, the U.S. came out, guns blazing. They're ready to yeah. take the game. We knew Wales was going to kind of sit back a little bit. We knew that coming in. They're not a team that you know usually takes control of the match or possession-based. So mm. the U.S., this was a perfect situation for them to take control, find those spaces. But it was also a cause of concern in my point of view because we saw in qualifying – how they struggle to beat uh, or break down those teams that kind of sit in that low block, and they, they Wales was saying, "Hey, come, come and, and try to score on us. We're gonna, we're gonna try to run our guys. We have Dan James on the on the left wing, and we're gonna try to hurt you this way. We know what we're about, you know." So the U.S. today had to come out, create spaces and chances, and I feel like some of the players, I don't know if it's the age or the or the stage is too big, the brights are, uh, are too, uh, the lights are too bright. But they, a lot of them fell flat, in my opinion. For one of them is, is Yunus Musa, 19 years old. I know, again, pretty young, but 
this is one of the games where you come out and you show who, what you're about. And I feel like he fell really flat, especially. Yeah, I mean, it's when you kind of look at who we are facing and just how we operate, even against the worst of teams, we're not really a team who we're going to put double-digit shots on you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know we'll put bring up the stats a bit later, but I mean, there wasn't a lot of clear-cut chances. You had maybe three apiece, like genuine chances from each side, and you just have to take yeah. them. I think... I mean, kind of looking at the lineup, right? Like Yunus Musa, I love the MMA midfield of McKenny Adams and uh, Musa, and it just, mm-hmm. it just kind of, it kind of fell flat in some respects. I think McKenny had a good game. I think Adams was everywhere. Musa to me was the one who he advanced the ball forward a bit, but when you're going against a team that's playing counter press like Wales does, you need someone who is able to kind of track back and win those balls, and that's just. Not as much who he is. He doesn't provide that cover. So um, maybe bringing on like an Aronson or someone a bit earlier might have helped with that pressure. But you just don't really have someone who can match what Adams does where he covers all that ground. What McKenney does where he's able to really kind of bring the game to them and control that tempo. Um, I mean, kind of looking at the squad overall. Um, you know, it goes without saying Tim Weah had a fantastic, yeah. fantastic match. Um, Josh Sargent, I think he missed a chance or two, but I didn't have an yeah, issue that with header him. early in the game. He where, did. You know, kind of that, yeah. when that happened, I was like, OK, this USA yeah. team is going to go forward. They're going to go for it. And, you know, if he's getting to those balls. It means that, you know, they're playing collectively and they're doing well. But after that, you know, besides the Tim Weah goal, yeah. it was like we were kind of all waiting over there at, at the. But we're watching it where it's like, yeah. come on, where, where's that second gear we need? You know, because we needed, we knew that the U.S. needed to, to uh, go forward. Yeah, I mean, the 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 front line didn't play poorly, but they just didn't, they again, they didn't take the game to Wales. They're looking for the perfect shot every time and just against this defense, yeah. against anyone in the World Cup, that's just not going to happen. I would have liked to see a bit more like, hey, let's try some things in the final third. And they're, you know, when you only look for the perfect shot mm-hmm. with the playmakers that they have, the only one who was really looking to do things is Christian. And he was getting hacked every yeah. other foul. Like that man, his poor calves. Oh, my goodness. About that because yeah. Pulisic, he's Captain America, right? He's, yeah. he's deemed as this guy that's the LeBron James of, that, of, of soccer from yeah. what I've heard. I feel like people need to take a little bit of a step back and just realize that Pulisic is not that guy right now. Right. You know? But he needs to do a little bit more. Every time that I said he was going to get knocked down, he was going to get frustrated. And that was the game plan that Wales had in mind for him. They need to shut him down. And by being physical, they did. You yeah. know, I feel like he could have done a little bit more. Obviously, he was involved in the first goal. But after that, in the second half, you just see him complaining, complaining, going to the ref after every foul. You don't need to do that. You know, especially once they, they tied the game, you need to put your head down. You know, I know Tyler Adams is the, is the captain, but as, as Pulisic, as the best player, you know, on the team, you need to create something. You need to bring yeah. this team forward, put it on your back, and become that Captain America that people want you to be. There's a difference between drawing fouls where a lot of his movement when he drew fouls is, oh, he kind of retreats back, he passes the ball, and then the foul comes. Or the foul where you are driving at the heart of the defense and you have that make-or-break decision of, I'm going, if I'm a defender, if I'm a Welsh defender, I'm going to tackle him because he's driving at our goal and I have to do the professional foul. I didn't see him enough of the latter. I saw a lot more of the former of, yeah, they're going to foul him after they already let the ball off or, Mm -hmm. oh, in this kind of ambiguous play. But I want to see him get into more of those positions where he's driving directly at the defense and make them do something. Um, Kind of wrapping up with the team. 
back line, honestly, I thought they played a really nice match. No fires that they had to put out until Walker Zimmerman with uh, <laughs> Owens, you know, man of the match tackle um, just didn't need to happen. He's at the top of the 18 yard box yeah. and not even facing the goal. I get you're trying to be aggressive. I get Gareth Bale can do things, but what are you what, what are you doing? Like you just that just doesn't need to happen. And when you look, he, he immediately he's going, no, 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 not a foul. Like. Yeah. Every single day he of the knew. week, that's going to be a fa- no. He knows, but yeah. uh, just didn't need to happen again. Overall, solid game. Matt Turner, I have no complaints. Uh, stopped a point blank header that might have been going high. We won't really know, but mm. he had, he did well. He almost got to that penalty again. I don't have any big issues with this team. Yeah. It's in a result like this, knowing the opponent, you have to be able to keep the pressure on, and the fact that we didn't. You really just hope from a U.S. perspective that you don't reap what you sow and rue this day, you know, when you get to England, when you get to Iran during that last group stage game. I think it's going to come down to the wire. We'll see what happens, man. Yeah, typically you want to win the first game uh, of of your group, and that's because if you lose or even if you tie, your chances dramatically fall. You know, I I think the percentage is... 86% 86% you yeah. can get out of your group if you win your first game. It goes down to like 40 if you tie, and it's like less than 10 if you lose. And you don't want to be in that situation. You want to be in control of your destiny. And when you you know, when you know face a team like Wales, which honestly, I feel like the U.S. could have put a couple more goals past them. I know Owen's not going to like that. But Wales, we knew what they were about. They were not going to be this offensive powerhouse. They're not going to put you on your toes. But in the second half, I don't really know what happened. I don't know if Greg Berhalter just said, hey, guys, let's just sit back. Let them do the thing because it looked like a completely different team in the second half. And I don't know if, you know, some of the players were, you know, with injuries. I know Weston McKinney was kind of grabbing his style a little bit. And, you know, Pulisic got hit uh, in the in his ankle. So it's it's tough, man. I think, you know, they're going to like you're saying, they're going to regret not getting those extra two points, because once if you're facing England and you lose that game. It's it's looking pretty dire. At it's that point. a it's a when you look at the group stage, it's a pretty tough sandwich of opponents. Mm-hmm. When you have Wales, who plays incredibly defensive, hits on the counter cat attack, has some game breakers. Then you play England, who is completely different. Who you're not going to have much, much possession, and you are going to um, you're probably going to be in like a Wales situation where you're going to be defending most of the game. And then Iran to finish off, which might be the make or break game, is. Don't don't get it twisted. England is very talented, and they put six past them this morning. Um, but Iran's defense is a lot tougher than you know it kind of looks on paper if you're a casual. So it can mm-hmm. be a very very tough stage. Uh, again, lots to play for. Everything is up in the air. But um, uh, again, man, it's just it's, yeah. it's tough. It's Let's tough. get to uh, Devin's comment yes. here. It says Dio Reina yes. did not get any minutes, and that was what I was saying. If you were with me at the table over there at the at Four Peaks, I was saying, where is Gio Reyna? Gio Reyna is yeah. the most talented player in this team. That's yeah. my that's that's what I feel. When he's not getting minutes, I feel like it's either an injury thing or Burhalter just doesn't have any confidence in him. But if you see that your offense is stagnating in the second half and you need someone to create something, he should have been in. You know, for a Musa, put him in the middle, let him create, you know, go on those dribbles that he's famous for and create something. And I think that's what the the US was lacking up top, especially in the second half. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get. I haven't seen it reported. I'm yeah. guessing it's an injury because I just don't understand the logic. No like, if you, <laughs> if you, if you look at who got brought in, right, like impossible positions. You know, Gio Reyna can play either as like that number eight, number ten ish, or he can play on the wing. Mm-hmm. Who came in for him? Aronson, I get that he's gonna come in for McKenney. He brings that energy. Mm-hmm. When he came on, he kind of you want kind of want him to salt the game out. I get that. 
Kellen Acosta comes in. He's more defensive-minded. You can make the case that he's going to cover that ground. Like, yeah. okay. It's something to me, when you are already down a goal, or excuse me, when you're, when you're drawn and it feels like, hey, we want to get this win, we want to win this game, you bring on a Jordan Morris, and I guess maybe because he has just the top-end speed and you're hoping to lump the ball over the top, see if he runs past someone. But, I mean, Wales were prepared for that, and they knew that we were just going to launch them. So I just don't understand why he's not one of your guys. Gio Reyna can take a game over. He has actually a lot of experience for Dortmund coming off the bench and scoring or assisting. So I, I just, I yeah. just don't get the logic. Like again, I'm thinking it's an injury, but if it's not, I don't understand why. Yeah, and I'm trying. I'm scrolling through Twitter right now, just trying to find out exactly why Greg Berhalter did not put in Gio Reyna. Uh, a lot of people are upset <laughs> about this because yeah. did not see a minute. Jordan Morris may be a little bit more physical, I'd say, but you need to put in someone like Gio Reyna. This is why you go to the World Cup, so you can play the best players in these situations and let them do what they do. And so um, here, uh, and the Fox Soccer account says Greg Ber- Berhalter has just told us that apparently Gio Reyna will be available for that England game. So I don't know if that means if he was a little knocked up for this game and it couldn't be featured, but still, it's just an odd decision. Yeah. So uh, moving on, next game, Black Friday. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm still hyped, honestly. Like... <laughs> I I don't care that England put past 6-2. Am I nervous? Sure. Of no. course I am. The fact that we didn't win this game, it only adds to it. No lie. But if you're kind of looking at how this World Cup is stacking up, I still kind of hold true that four points might get you out of this group. It's mm-hmm. what I said before we started. It kind of is looking that way. If you have the draw against Wales, loss against England, you win against Iran, you know, you want to look to the next game in front of you. And I guess I'm kind of hedging my emotional (laughs) bet a little bit, but, um, you know, you want to put on a a good performance and it's they're England. You can put goals past them. Mm -hmm. Uh, USA is much better than Iran from a talent standpoint, from how they play. I think it's a more favorable matchup for, um, the U S against England than it was for Iran against England. So we'll see, um, you know, looking at, and then looking at Wales when they replace Iran, I mean, for them, that's gotta be a win if for, for, for any shot, because Mm -hmm. again, you don't want to count on England not having really anything to play for. And then they just rest a lot of their starters. Cause as we know, they have a pretty deep squad as well. So you, for, for, for both, for both squad, for Wales, you gotta win against Iran for us. A draw, I mean, you want to win, but like a draw would be fantastic against England. It, yeah. really, it really would. I think if they don't walk away with with the draw, it's going to be really tough. Yeah. Because you're counting on those four points plus goal difference. Yeah. And maybe, I think in the U.S.'s cases, they face Iran last, which kind of gives you a little bit of an, an advantage. Um, but still, you don't want to go into that last game saying, hey, we we need eight goals, guys. <laughs> Let's go get yeah. them. You know, it's not, yeah. it's not a good position to be in, and I don't think it's feasible either. So it's... Uh, against England, the U.S. backline has to respond. They need to play well, not let that many goals go in if it, if it is a loss in that case, because at that point, then you're just waiting for that Iran game and seeing yeah. if you can score more goals. So we'll see what happens. Uh, that game will be happening on Friday, Black Friday. Is this going to be the biggest, the most watched game of all time with international, like the U.S. soccer game? Because that's what I'm hearing. I think it's got to be. I mean, just knowing the knowing a the time. The mm-hmm. time is very favorable. It's going to be again no, another noon game here, yeah. even on the East Coast. It's going to be two o'clock. Like that's beautiful. Black Friday, and I mean, really think about it. It's it's USA versus England in the World Cup. I don't even need to say another. What are they thing. calling the Revolutionary War Bowl? Is that what they call it? <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been seeing oh, on no. Twitter. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. Look, England has never beat the U.S. You know, given they've only played maybe uh, I mean in, in World Cup. 
Yeah, I think they've only played twice though, but we lost on 2010. Mm-hmm. What what happened? So we'll see. We'll see if that. I think the U.S. can do it. I think they can beat England. Half of those guys that play today play in the Premier League. They know who they're facing. So yeah. I don't think it's too far fetched to say that they can get a win. But they they just need to bring it. You know, they bring Gio Reina needs, needs to play well. Pulisic, all the guys need to be yeah. in their best form to to get the biggest result. In the okay, like like history. again, if I if I keep on trying to take emotion out of it, it's we were the. I think even from a neutrals perspective, USA was the better team today, but Wales deserved the draw. Like the the, the scoreline yeah. is fair. One one is a fair scoreline. Think not all, the better team doesn't always win, but USA, yeah, they have to shore some things up. If we go in with that same intensity and that type of swagger, that type of play against England, I like our chances. I think it's a lot of how do you rest guys? A lot of guys were jacked up on energy for their first World Cup. Um, how do you manage that expectation, manage the rest, and go from there? Um, we'll see what happens. I like their chances against England. Again, a draw is fantastic, um, but we'll go from there. Like Again, I, I hope there's no injuries. I hope Christian's okay. I hope Weston's okay. Um, I, I I just hope everyone's okay for that next match, and we'll yeah. see what happens, man. Yeah, yeah. you got to stay healthy for yeah. sure. Um, if you were not there today for the U.S. Wales game at four, what are you doing? You you were missing what, what out. What are you man. doing? <laughs> we're over there having a great time. Three dollar kilt lifters, three uh, three dollar wows, having a great time over there. Amazing food as always. Amazing atmosphere. Uh, thank you to the Bada Seventy Six for coming out. Uh, having a great time. There's also some Wales fans over there. Got a little I, testy at times. No, like hey, it. hey, we, no, they were. Listen, I get it. I mean, you're there. There, there was what four Welsh fans with, with, with not even <laughs> not no lie, like probably a hundred twenty five hundred thirty plus U.S. fans. It yeah. was packed. And they let us hear. They let us hear it when they score, yeah. deservingly so. They were they were fair sports. Uh, good banter with them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was an incredible electric atmosphere. I don't use electric lightly, but it really was, it was fun, just man. absolutely palpable. Yeah. Fantastic venue. I mean, we had the massive twenty-two foot screen. The beers were flowing. Like everyone was just amped, and that's what the World Cup yep. is all about, man. Even exactly. if you even if you're not a, I mean, people listen to the show or, or you know you know we're gonna assume they're soccer fans, but even if you're a casual how can you not get up for that type of atmosphere you saw my buddy awesome. he came out he's like look yeah. i'm working but i'm still here because i yeah. know i want to be in this crowd yeah, i want to feel this energy and i love watching mm-hmm. the u.s so he came out he brought his dad too they were both working they were just hanging out with us and, and having a great time at uh, four peaks so it was a um, great event if you guys can make it out tomorrow tomorrow's gonna be great as well we're gonna have a breakfast buffet twenty dollars gets you in and guess what you get to hang out with phoenix rising head coach juan guerra Oh, yeah. He's going to be present. Oh, man. yeah. Yeah. You, you guys can uh, talk some smack to him, get his thoughts on the game as well. Yeah. I'm going to be an emotional wreck. So if you're there tomorrow, it's, just it, be prepared. Tomorrow's going to be like this, but just reverse, you yeah. know, just just reverse. Hopefully yeah. not. Like hopefully not. Feeling, as, yeah. Hopefully a little bit more, you know, uh, elevated, elevated levels. Yeah. 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 So it's going to be a great time. Yeah. Make sure to get your tickets. And just a little heads up, every U.S. and Mexico game, we're going to be over there at Four Peaks having a great time. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, getting our heart rate up because, uh, dude, I saw you today and I was like, I'm going to be like that tomorrow. I, my fingernails are chewed <laughs> to the bone. My Apple Watch multiple times was saying, like, loud environment or your heart rate is above what it should be. And it's like, that's what happens. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Charles there in the chat. Got yeah, to meet buddy. Him today. Great, great stuff. And, uh, yeah, thank you for coming out. And, yeah, let your friends know. We're, we're going to be there having a great time. And. I'm telling you, the Friday and, and Saturday games, whoof, was going to be insane. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I was going to say looking ahead, Friday, like we said, Black Friday, U.S. versus England. Saturday, Mexico versus Argentina. 
I'm bringing Lit- the crew out. I'm, Literally, you, know. you get to see the go. You get to see Messi, and also we're gonna have Greg Hurst join yes, our po- our live post game pod from Four Peaks. We're gonna be live from Four Peaks. So like, lots of great matches. Like, please, please come on, come all. Links are in the description. Like, you know, everything is just awesome. Come and join us, please. Yeah. It's a fun time. Every four. This only happens every four years. You gotta take advantage Soak of it. Come in. on out. You know, Soak bring your in. family. It's gonna be a great time. Um, let's talk about the other games that happened before today. Uh, Qatar, Ecuador. I'm not sure if you got a chance to see that one, but that was great, great showing by Ecuador, by the way. I'm rooting for every Amer- Latin American team that's there, but you got to feel bad for Qatar, man. Not a good showing for that first game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know <laughs> I, for other reasons. I don't know if I want to say I feel bad for them, but I, I guess for the players, for the players well, yeah. I get it. Um, you have an entire country kind of holding on like with the weight of the country on your shoulders and i think especially in this case the Mm -hmm. fact that they're the first country to not um to lose their opening match Mm -hmm. the fact that these guys have been training together since the announcement was made so like they've been all training together for 12 years and that's the performance i mean not just like two nil does not really tell the scoreline they were horrendous well and that's just it's not just the oh they were outplayed like heavy touches mm-hmm. like giving away pressure giving way to pressure very easily like they yeah. just it the moment seemed too big for them and i mean like like i said if you look at how they're ranked in the world and yeah. who, their group it just doesn't tell the story because like we talked about they were great in the gold cup last year yeah. they're asian champion they're the um asian they were champions. literally part of every I, continental tournament <laughs> up to I, the world I, cup you, you just know? you just look at everything last like you just look at everything last year and how it unfolded this year i just or how in this game yeah. it just doesn't add up but hey i mean this is what we love about the world cup it doesn't sure. have to add up it happens yeah and that's what happens like we gotta realize these are professional players man they do this for a living they take this seriously but it's still at the world's biggest stage any man can crumble man and, yeah. and i think you saw it yesterday even when the when the first uh, the initial whistle came by even the ecuador player there everybody was just flying around there was tackles everywhere yeah i thought it was going to be a really bad game but what, what was worse for me was seeing the crowd leave, like, in the 65th, 70th minute. And that's just got to be, you know, that's the worst if you're a player. You know, you, yeah. you prepare for this for so long, and then your own people doesn't even want to want to stay for the yeah. rest of the game. So you got to feel for them. Hopefully they have a better performance moving forward. Again, the players, you know, they, I'm sure they care. It's not their fault that all this political stuff is going on. But, you know, it's, it's just got to feel bad for them. But yeah. Ecuador got in. Enter Valencia got a little brace. Got some controversy in the first few minutes with that VAR. I know. I know. It was, Um, I mean, it's that weird thing when the goalie comes out and then that's the new offside line. <laughs> and I'm looking at my team like, I'm not trying to, I'm, I don't want the fire truck of lawyers on us. But I, then I'm <laughs> thinking like, well, was that really offsides? Is it kind of convenient? And it wasn't or, great we're timing not go either because there was that tweet no. with the controversy yeah. of the Ecuadorian players getting bribed and nah, stuff. And then everybody's like, oh, there you go. It's yeah. happening. Yeah. So I come on man you can't do that so and then people have explained it to me like three or four times like what happened i still don't understand i guess it's foot was offsides or something but yeah it's just yeah i feel like technology sometimes makes it even worse if, <laughs> if you have to overanalyze it to me i've never been a fan of var it's like yeah. make it simple make it obvious if it's not like move on but something that i've been watching a lot lately is uh, formula one you know with the you know the race car drivers and stuff what i like about that is that you can hear the conversation between like like crews and and the race, you know, the people that are in charge of that, why can't we have that in VAR? Yeah. You know, I want to hear what the ref is telling the guy in charge. Yeah. So that way we can say, okay, this guy's the one messing up. Mm-hmm. What's going on? How do they come to that decision? Because otherwise you kind of leave it up to us and we make the decision for you. And then we call you. <laughs> like, right. like, you don't yeah. know what you're doing. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I would like something like that. So we'll yeah. see. 
Uh, we had some other games today, like we talked about earlier. We got England. 6-2 against Iran. Did you get up for that one? 6 a.m. <laughs> I, 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 I hit the gym then. Yeah, nice, trying, nice. trying to work okay. off the adrenaline from the, from this him, match. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, I mean, just clinical. It was kind of nil-nil till what, like the 34th mm. minute or so. And then they just pile it on. Yeah. Um, England doing English things. They have, I think it was, what, four or five different goal scorers. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, but I know I saw Bakayo Saka scored a brace, but yeah. I mean, they're just so, so Static, talented. Man, um, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't see, I saw Harry Maguire got injured. I didn't see the actual injury. Yeah, he had like a little bit of a concussion symptoms uh, from what I saw. Okay. So we'll see how he is. Um, but yeah, it's just a, it's a stack team. Um, they, they do what they do. Again, I'm surprised yeah. Iran's defense was that leaky at times. But like once once they went down one nil, you just you just knew what was going to happen. Yeah. yeah, I gotta feel. Uh, I mean, you feel bad for the keeper. He, I don't know if you saw that. Play <laughs> oh where yeah, he, he, he was down for like ten faces. minutes. Yeah. Was, that was like. I mean, they added on 14 minutes of stoppage <laughs> time. That, that, was, that was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he's good. But yeah, you could just see the blood like pouring down from his nose. He he yeah. he came out to grab a, a cross, and you know he just landed. He hit. Another one of his teammates. So, yeah, not England. Uh, let's see what Owen says. England doing English things where they were throwing chairs in. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's uh, – yeah, we'll see. Look, and then this – I was telling you this before we got started. I was not super impressed by England. They gave up those two goals. I feel defensively I think they can be a little bit leaky. I was surprised to see Harry Maguire. I, I'm a Man U fan. I know all about Harry Maguire. So, for him yeah. to be starting – I mean, not that I want him injured or anything, but, you know, once Dyer came in, I think kind of things settled down a little bit. But – We'll see. We'll see what happens. This English team is stacked, but I think the big question is, is it coming home? Uh, I mean, I mean, listen, if we're talking about Owen and I's predictions, we both agree that they're not even getting out of the group. Uh, kind of tough yeah, uh, looking at how these now. games unfolded. But um, we shall see. I mean, the, the English squad, If I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, maybe a swap of wingers here and there. But other than Jude Bellingham for Calvin Phillips, I don't really know how different this was from the Euros. It's a lot of the same guys mm-hmm. who are starting out there. Like, yeah, Harry Maguire, um, I get he isn't playing well for Man U, but like, England Harry Maguire is just a little bit different, different right? I guess. I guess, man. I don't know. I saw yeah. that clip of him like in practice and he's doing stepovers and you know, uh yeah. like all this stuff. I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah. Why can't you play like this when uh when you're with Man U? Uh the second game of the of today was Netherlands versus Senegal. That was a one zero uh, victory for Netherlands. I wasn't impressed by this game. There was I, I feel both teams kind of matched up really well, and it just took a you know, a late minute goal to to give Netherlands the victory. So I don't know if you got a chance to catch that one, but I, I caught bits and pieces. It was right in the middle of my yeah. drive. Um, I, I just saw that uh, you know Netherlands went uh, up one no lay with that with that late header, and um, I mean it's just it's just crazy. You just want I hate playing the game of what ifs. But like what if Sadio Ma- Sadio Mane was that's here? Exactly man, what I was just, saying he's a, he's a game breaker. Time. He's a game breaker. Mm-hmm. He is. He yeah. is. Yeah, and I wanted to see that uh, Virgil Van Dyke versus Mane kind of matchup. You know, oh, the old yeah. Liverpool teammates, oh, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, man. I think still, I think Netherlands is, is still a good team, but you know, we'll see how what happens in their second match. I think that's going to tell us a lot more about these teams because once you face someone like an Ecuador or something like that, that's when you're going to really find out what these teams are about. Yep. So we'll see. Oh man, so it's going to be 17 straight days of soccer. That's yeah, that's something pretty, that's pretty incredible. That's crazy. Wow. So and then tomorrow we start getting up at 3 a.m. I don't know if you're going to get up but I'm going to I'm going to get up for the for the 3 a.m. game. Yeah, but. I'm uh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to make an honest drive it. <laughs> I'm yeah. basically still going to be up after the U of A post game tonight cuz that oh, game doesn't start till 9:30 wow. our thanks, time. Thanks West Coast. Wow, yeah. 
yeah. little Maui Invitational for you. Oh, they're in Hawaii. Oh my god. You know what's like every like West Coast, Best Coast for sports times, except for when it's like international tournaments. In which case, it is a hellscape. It's, rough, it's so bad. Those yeah. Premier League ones are like, hey, oh, they're playing at four. I'm like, no, nah, oh man. man, yeah, tough, <laughs> tough. Oh man, but this is. Every four years. We, I think we can make an exception if we it's can. every four we years. Can. Uh, tomorrow's uh, big game, obviously, Mexico versus Poland. But uh, 3 a.m., Argentina, Saudi Arabia. That's going to kick off uh, Group C. And then uh, we have Denmark versus Tunisia. And then France versus Australia. You betting, uh, you betting on any of those? Yeah, let's take a quick look at our friends at DraftKings. Because, uh, I mean, Argentina is obviously going to be a favorite for the first one there. Negative uh, 700, draws plus 750, and then Saudi Arabia plus 1900 to win. Uh, Mexico plus 155, uh, draw plus 210, and then Poland plus 205. So a little bit favored. Mexico? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the cool thing is with DraftKings, you can bet on all types of stuff. I think we said it on last week's show. You can even bet on if anyone, if there's going to be a team or two who's not going to win a single match. My money's on Saudi Arabia. I mean, you got in that group Argentina, Mexico, Poland. I don't think. I don't think. I think they're losing all of them, but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, watch as they beat Argentina. It just <laughs> everything goes to hell. And, Some, I mean, yeah, shoot, mess. Ecuador is top of the group A right, right now. That's who, true. who saw that coming? But no, I, I love DraftKings. We had a ton of fun. Um, I know we didn't. Well, I want to go back real quick to our DraftKings King of the Game from um, this match we just watched: USA versus What's Wales. It is Tim him. Wait, I, lo- I love what's seeing on Twitter. Oh, it's him. His Tim is him. him. It's him. Where I mean, he's got to be the guy, right? It's one shot, one shot on target, and one oh, goal. That is efficient in every single language, every single country. Um, that run was just absolutely beautiful. Christian Polistic mm-hmm. kind of driving up the heart, like the one, like I was claiming for it earlier, but. The one time he does make that run right up the heart of the middle, draws the entire defense, three, four mm-hmm. defenders. And Tim Weah just kind of slips in right behind yeah. and gets a one-touch banger. Like, it's it's just, he does what he does. Tim Weah is so underrated because he plays at Lille because people don't think he's the big name who plays in the Premier League or whatever. But he does, he shows up for the U.S. He has been one of their most consistent guys throughout mm-hmm. qualifying. I love his play. Um, he, and you if know, you're seeing it on the yeah. screen, the, the the word that they have right there, efficient. He, yeah. That's all he needed. That's he it. put it in the back of the net. And when you're up there playing as a, as a winger, that's what you need to do. So, yeah. But it's uh, a, it's 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 cool because, you know, I will say like DraftKings, it was awesome like that he's our king of the game. Uh, they actually ran a promotion where if you put down three or more legs on a same game parlay for this U.S.-Wales game, you got a risk-free bet. I literally lost my bet because I had U.S. winning the money line. So I I lost everything. I, the rest was, you know, co- over on corners, which is always <laughs> fun and very delinquent. But, like, I lost my bet, but it's cool because they just gave me a free one right that back. So back. They're, they're doing stuff all throughout World Cup, all the different type of promotions. You can bet on Golden Ball, Golden Boot, Golden Glove, everything in there. So um, have fun if you haven't checked it make out. Make your money, y'all. Yeah, Especially you got the terms kind of and promotions. conditions. Of course, I well you got that's your that's you man you got them terms <laughs> and conditions. Yeah, that's right, that's right. So yeah, make sure to uh, to do that. Uh, and of course, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. And make sure to check out the show notes for more and, details. And use that code PHNX. That's of right, baby. course, that's of right, course. that's right. Make that money. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Weah. Of course, you know George Weah is his dad, right? Golden Ball winner. Yeah. Uh, Ballon d'Or. I mean, and uh, he's apparently he's a. Uh, He's the president of Liberia now. Yeah. How does that? <laughs> he has a know. son that's scoring for the U.S. And the president of Liberia is having a son that has plays for the U.S. Ro- and scoring royalty, baby. That's yeah. crazy. That's awesome. Timothy <laughs> Weah. That's what yeah. we call him. But, yeah, great stuff. But, yeah, tomorrow, man, great 
you know, third day of World Cup, but it's, it's uh, go time for Mexico, man. It's going to be – I'm not expecting a win, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, it's going to be really rough because I, I, just, I just don't think they have it this year. You know, I want to be wrong. I want y'all to clip this and show it to me <laughs> 24 hours from now and tell me that I was wrong. But I just – I think Poland's going to take it. They're gonna have a tough time against Argentina, and then by the time Saudi Arabia comes, I don't think they're just they're gonna be out. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting for you guys because you guys you guys historically do well in the World Cup in the group stage. Mm-hmm. You, you get out, you know, you know, the last what is it eight tournaments you guys have? Is that yep. sound, sounds about right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you guys are in a bad run of form. On the other hand, Poland is, I mean, for. I don't want to. I, it's it's lazy to say all they are is Robert Lewandowski. It's not. No, but no, when no. we're being honest, yep. that's pretty much their entire <laughs> club. And he, they just don't perform well on the international stage because mm-hmm. people key in on him, and it's like you're daring other people to beat you. I understand you. It's going to be tough for you guys. I think. I don't think you're going to lose. I think at worst it's going to be a draw with probably yeah. not a lot of goals. Again, watches it's like three three or yeah, something. Right? <laughs> but I I truly think that despite your guys' bad run of form, I think this is your guys' to win. I really I really do. It's yeah. um I mean I think this is a game you want where Poland they I don't even think they're that good defensively. They're kind of kind of figuring things out. Mm-hmm. Like I think this is like a winnable game for you guys. I really do. Yeah. No. And I. If they win, I wouldn't be that surprised either. But here's the thing about Mexico is that, and like you're saying, they haven't been able to, they've gone out of the group stage for since 1994. They have a way of turning it up when it comes to the World Cup. You know, they play really poorly either through qualifying or the last games before that. Uh, the World Cup starts and somehow they beat a big team in the in the group stages. They get to the round of 16 and then they just fall flat on their face. And that's yep. been the same story for you know since i was born basically yeah. <laughs> so we'll see we'll see what happens tomorrow you know i would love that for them to uh to prove me wrong again if you want to see me break down emotionally and mentally you can come <laughs> out tomorrow to four peaks and see all that happen but um but yeah it's gonna be a great game for sure we're gonna see what happens with argentina first hopefully they don't score too many goals against saudi arabia um and, and they do us a favor but we'll see um and then on the other side of the uh the group stage we got denmark against tunisia denmark i feel it could be a dark horse uh, when it comes to to the World Cup. I'm really curious to see what France will be like. Benzema's out. Yeah. A lot of their midfielders are out. Pogba, Pogba's out. Uh, mm-hmm. Conte's, Conte's out, out yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. So and and you have that World Cup winner curse as well. So I'm really yeah. curious to see what's going to happen. Um, I don't think Australia's going to put up much of a fight against them, but maybe Tunisia can. They're really great. They did really great in the uh, um, African qualifying. So it's. I feel like they can make some noise against them, and France may not get out of the group stage. So we'll see. Yeah, it's um, I mean the the, the champions curse is very interesting because again, Australia on paper, and especially not just like historically, Australia usually maybe ekes out a win or a draw here and there, but they were like not were not great in qualifying this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. Like again, on paper, France should win this, but. There's a lot of different stuff going on. I think they're going to, but it's. I think it's going to be like a bumpy one nil, yeah. Maybe even a two nil kind of leave it to the end kind of kind of match. Yeah, and th- so this is going to be the World Cup of Mbappe. If France is going to go far because he needs to put this team on his shoulder, score those goals, you know, and then just get them through because that's that's what needs to happen. Yeah, I am a little bit you know upset that Australia's in there because Peru they beat Peru in the. Uh, <laughs> The, the, da- the dancing match. bear goalkeeper. Oh, oh that, that was so crazy. Annoying. Oh, it was annoying. Soft spot for Peru. That's I really, fair. I really that's like fair. Their, food yeah. and their culture and their people. So for them not to make it, man, it was it was tough to watch. Mm. But we'll see what happens. Quick question for you. Um, Messi today had a press conference. He said most likely this will be his last World Cup. 
Um, not going to make it to 2026. You know, how, how are you feeling about that? You know, you saw that picture with Messi and Ronaldo come out over the weekend that just kind of broke the Internet a little bit. So is this the, the last dance for Messi? And does he have to win at this World Cup? Uh, I'll start with the is this his last one? It probably is because he's going to what would he be? Thirty nine if mm -hmm. I'm doing the math right. Uh I mean the play, a play, the the way he plays, he's not a a front end speed guy, but like he's yeah. he's gonna keep taking a lot of knocks and like man, mm -hmm. it's different when you're in your mid thirties. Um, he is as, a smaller guy too. As someone who's in their mid, who's in their late twenties, you know, I know <laughs> all about that. But no, it's uh, he's in his mid thirties. Yeah. Uh, the way he plays. I I just don't know if you can keep doing that at the rate at 39. I mean, by that point, they have a lot of young attackers in that system. It just you don't want to. I don't think you want to see him as that. Oh, I am the old guard. I'm just hanging around mm -hmm. and da, da, da. like. I think this is his best last chance. Does he need it? People have said that if he wins it, he overtakes Maradona. I don't know whether that's fair or not, mm -hmm. but I don't know if he does. Even if he wins it, because if Maradona is. Like that, I think that man is so immortal through soccer because of like yeah. even his off the field stuff where like the personal tragedies and just like how like that documentary, I, I have no hate with Lionel Messi. I'm sure he lives an interesting life. Like you can't yeah. make a document about Lionel Messi and in that same, <laughs> in, in that same, in that same regard, like I think he, he needs it maybe to shut the haters. Maybe, maybe of like the Ronaldo versus Messi yeah. debate, maybe, but like, I just don't think you're touching Maradona. Like I don't buy it. Oh, like this could cement his legacy is Argentina's best all time play. Like, I don't know if it does, honestly. I'm yeah. going to get uh, Alan Sergio here in the chat real upset. Cause I don't think even winning it, you can call him the greatest of all time, but yeah. I you gotta acknowledge that he's the best of the generation. You know, I yeah. would even put him a little bit ahead of Ronaldo. I would even. Too. Um, yeah. You know, we, we see what Ronaldo was going through. I think, out of any player in the World Cup, Ronaldo needs to have the best tournament of his life right now because everybody's gunning for him to bring him down. Oh, gosh. He's the man he kind of brought, brought on brought himself, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So it's, but it's up to him. And I think, you know, back to the Messi thing, it's it's going to be weird. You know, for most of my life, Messi's been there, you know, best player, you know, of the generation. And if you're going to have the conversation about who's better, Mar Maradona or, or Messi, I would put Maradona a little bit further because he was just larger than life, man. Like, it's it's insane. And I think we both watched the same documentary. Oh, yeah. But larger than life figure. He went to Napoli in, in Italy and literally transformed the city. Like, mm. that's insane how someone yeah. can do that. Uh, and obviously, we know what he did with Argentina. So, I would put him a little bit ahead. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but, yeah, Alan, uh, he says Maradona, Messi, and Di Stefano are his top three players of all time. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it's just kind of like an end of an era, you know? It's it's crazy to think about that, you know, uh, 2022 might not see Ronaldo or, or Messi at the international stage yeah. anymore. Um, you know what I'm, I'm going to need tomorrow, though, before... You know, I leave the studio today. Some OGs. Ooh, yeah. I was uh, approached at our watch party by, and I, I'm so sorry, I'm blanking on his name, but there is a a, a young Welsh lad, and he watches our show re religiously. And I know he, what you're talking about. Yeah, and he said, and I quote. <laughs> Because like like I listen, I'm a good sport. I shook hands before the match started. I shook hands with the four Welsh fans that were there, and I'm like, hey, like good match, best best to you. Like th You're thinking, a little th hard, th th thinking under my breath, hope you don't win, you don't hope you <laughs> lose. But no, like they they were telling me it's like like this guy. He, I think you know he's in a he's like teenager or something like that yeah. and he literally comes up to me he's like oh i bet you're gonna need some ogs after this and i was <laughs> floored i was absolutely floored i was like man you're right i can use some right now because i was nerves the entire match but um i would love some ogs right now a nice indica to calm things down because go. i've i've just been 
nerves just all all day um the aftermath is setting in i think i'm becoming a bit more clear head but yeah maybe yeah. some indica right now maybe a little um the sleep edition to kind of wind that's things what i was down. gonna say i'm yeah. not gonna be able to sleep tonight so i might need some of that sleepy time edition because uh yeah especially with those 3 a.m matches you know like i, I feel like my body's just not gonna fall asleep <sighs> yeah, so. yeah i mean it's it's the it's the it's the sleep gummy of champions there you go as there you I, go as i say yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, and then as always, guys, you guys can go to ogsbrands.com, purchase your very own OGs through there, or you can get them at your local dispensary. And remember, you must be 21 years or older to enjoy. What a day, man. I'm already What, what, I'm already a, what a day. I mean, we're going to run it back tomorrow and Friday and Saturday yes, and next sir. week, man. Yeah, it's what we do. I want to ask producer Jacob, how, how are you feeling during the game today? You know, I... Love you guys, but soccer is not my language usually. Understandable, yeah. Right? That's just me being completely honest with you. Mm-hmm. The amount of people that were standing in our more furniture viewing area during <laughs> nice. the end of that game was unreal. I mean, this I do really, really enjoy the World Cup. In college, I woke up at, I want to say it was 2 or 3 in the morning to go to the Georgian Dragon and watch an, nice. an England game really yeah. early in the morning, um, which was an awesome experience to have. Uh, so I do love world cup soccer and today was awesome in the office. It was so awesome to see everybody engage with that game. I do agree that it was kind of heartbreaking toward the end to watch, to watch the way that that ended. But I mean, it was, it, 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 there's nothing like it every four years when this comes around, because this country, which is not known for loving soccer, all of a sudden the whole country turns and starts to watch soccer. And so I love seeing the growth of the game during the times like these. So it was really, really cool to see that in this office. That's awesome. No, I love to hear that because, you know, it's only going to get bigger from here. You know, we got the 2026 World Cup coming up. It's going to, I feel like it's even going to explode even more from that. We've already seen it, you know, in Phoenix, how people love rising and how passionate they are about that. So imagine that just four years later when we have international teams here competing for a World Cup. It's going to be insane. I know Glendale's not going to host it, but, you know, we can still go to some of the games and, and enjoy it. So and at least that's my goal, too, just to cover at least one of those games. You know? I mean, man, like LA, LA is like a six-hour drive, five, six-hour drive. There you I mean, go. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah but fantastic. no, well, well said, Jacob. That's I got I got, I got nothing else to add. That man sold it right there. Yeah, yeah exactly. we'll, we'll clip that. Yeah, yeah we'll put Shout it on more on. furniture. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Nice plug. Appreciate that, Jacob. Uh, let's get to Jose's question before we wrap up here. We have, uh, how do you two feel about those missed fouls on Wales? That was uh, two second chance goals taken away, to be honest. Yeah, it, it got kind of rough at the end. I, I understand. And I, I know either side, both sides were not happy about the ref today. I think he was making the game a little bit about himself. So. Yeah, I mean, towards the end, I mean, yeah. especially how late the goal came in, I think you're gonna want to swallow your whistle just <laughs> yeah. uh, a bit. It's kind of like it's it kind of human it's physical, nature. Though, yeah. You know, I see a lot of flopping. I don't like it. Let yeah, play, I, I don't. I didn't. I mean, listen, I didn't like it. I think there were some. The worst. The worst part was was like I don't know. It, it, it has nothing to do with the ref. But I'm just kind of going back. Is like on that Welsh goal. I remember that they were hurrying up to take that throw in. And I don't know why, but I got the worst feeling. Like as soon as they throw it over, it goes Anthony Robinson's mm-hmm. head into that foot race down the sideline. I'm like, oh, shoot. But, but it's like, it, it's it, that's not the ref's fault. But just, I think the official was not consistent with your yellow cards. I'm not saying that the yellow cards handed out to the U.S. Mm-hmm. weren't justified in those, in the 11th, 12th minute. Fine, like totally understand that. I get that. 
when that keeps happening, it wasn't consistent, I think, when that was happening on the Welsh side. And mm -hmm. I'm I'm like, if you're going to want to hand out yellow cards early, I don't agree with it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm all about let the boys play. But if it's going to if it's going to happen, like be consistent throughout the match. And I think both yeah. teams could probably safely say there could have been some double yellows going on. There could have been some yellow more yellows on the Welsh side. It's just it just wasn't. Yeah. And I and think you're talking liking, about the yeah. Weston McKinney yellow. Where he got that early yellow, and then yeah. Pulisic gets hit exactly same slide tackle, and there was no yellow for the well, uh, the Wales player, uh, the Welsh player. So I understand, yeah, the, the frustration. So we'll see. I think I think officials too often. I get it. They pull out yellows if it dictates like, oh, you're stopping a break, or oh, it was like in an opponent's half, but like. If a player's getting knocked, even if it's innocuous or if it doesn't have to do anything, you have to show a yellow because that's going to st stop that type of behavior. Like, again, if you want something to happen, you deal out a punishment and then it hopefully stops. I just I think he catered a bit towards, oh, well, how is this going to impact someone in the final third or whatever? It's like, no, yeah. dude, you got to pull it. If you're going to start pulling it out early. Be consistent. Yeah, exactly, yeah. for sure. Um, Alan says the U.S. has a bright future in 2026. It'll be a fun time for football in USA, not soccer. <laughs> That's what he's saying. I like it. Uh, Devin is asking, is SoFi Stadium good for World Cup standards? I've heard that there's issues with the seating not meeting. Gonna, yeah, they're gonna like like push the the, the stands back. Yeah, I think. I think, I think it can be retractable. Really you really have to change the pitch as well. Like the pitch has mm -hmm. to be grass. It yeah. cannot be turf. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah. We we are we are a non turf pod. I want to make that very clear. I don't know. Yeah. Turf is stupid. Turf is horrendous. turf is injury. Bro. There was a big controversy is. about yeah. that. Turf is literally turf, just turf, to, just the to turf cut down. monster is real. Turf is literally meant to just cut down on maintenance costs. It is cheap, no matter what sport. I don't agree with turf. Literally playing on concrete. It is. Yeah. SoFi and I believe Jerry's world and. Uh, and Texas are the ones considered for the final, so both of them are. I think also, or at least originally MetLife, but I don't, I don't know. I, New, I, Jersey, I, New York, yeah. I think it, it might be Jerry's world, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a future podcast for another yeah. time. That's crazy, but yeah, but yeah, we need real grass for yeah, sure. Yeah, we do. For sure. All right, y'all, we are done for today. If you guys are able to make it tomorrow, get your tickets for the Mexico versus Poland game tomorrow. It's going to be a breakfast bar. You know, I'm going to be taking part of that as well because I love me some breakfast. So it's going to be a great time. Um, and of course, we're going to have. Phoenix Rising and head coach Juan Garrett. Where else do you get the opportunity to hang out with the Phoenix Rising head coach? Pretty much nowhere. I so mean, he's, come and hang out. He's gonna be yeah. He's cool he, guy. he's not just gonna he's not just gonna be being there to be there. He's gonna enjoy the breakfast buffet. He's gonna stay there and watch the entire match. Like it's cool, man. Like it's Juan is a man of the people. We love that, and he's just gonna yeah. be there to to chill with us. Um, please come on down. Um, you know, like I said, link is in the description. But like the breakfast buffet, twenty bucks, but it, it gets you. Eggs, bacon, pancakes, the whole shebang. You can buy a margarita, a Bloody Mary that's bigger than my head, and there I got a go. big head. So I like, <laughs> enjoy it. It's a it's a really fun time. It's gonna be a great event. What a better way to start your Tuesday morning than with a little Four Peaks action? Hopefully with the Mexican three points as well. Because I'm all if, for that. If that doesn't happen, man. You're gonna be a sad. You'll be seeing a sadder <laughs> moment in this podcast tomorrow. All right, y'all. That is it for us. Thank you so much to producer Jacob for helping us out today. Uh, great time. Thank you for everyone showing up today as well. We hope to see you tomorrow. And uh, well, actually, we will see you tomorrow because we're doing the post-game show as well. But until then, take care and have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye-bye.